Well, good evening and welcome to What's the Word Wednesday. I am Dr. Amy Nussbaum. I'm so excited to be with you here this evening. Um, I don't know about you, but one of my continuous prayers is that the Holy Spirit would encourage me and, and continue to develop me to be more and more like Jesus every day, that I would serve like Jesus, that I would shift my mindset and be more like Jesus, that everything I did would be more and more like Jesus every day. Um, and this is something that I encourage others. You know, scripture calls us to be more like Jesus. For instance, First um, John 2, 4 to 6 says, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word and in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this, we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So we should walk in the same way that Jesus walked. And 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 tells us to be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So Paul is saying imitate Paul just as Paul is imitating Jesus. So we should be imitating Jesus. So, you know, there are so many scriptures that tell us um, how Jesus, uh, how we should be imitators of Jesus. And so over the next several weeks, I am just going to take some of these passages and talk about them because really, you guys, these are the things that we really should be focusing on in our own journey as we are becoming more and more like Jesus every day. We should pray to, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to, um, to mold us, to make us to be more and more like Jesus, that we should look different than, we should look differently than those around us who are not Christians that we should all be on this journey together, that little by little, we should be more and more like him and less and less like our old sinful self. So the passage that I want to look at today is from Galatians chapter five. We're going to talk about fruits of the spirit today. And this is actually a great passage. And I really encourage you to go and read this for yourself, this whole passage, because um, 516 it, it, it starts with, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So already we're talking by walking by the Holy Spirit, allowing your, yourself to be guided by the Holy Spirit, not by the desires of your flesh, the desires that the world says, hey, just do what feels right. And that is not at all what we should be doing. Um, we should be doing what God tells us is right, not necessarily how we feel. Um, yes. So. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. So these two things, they are constantly in battle, and we need to be more um, aware of following what the desires of the spirit truly are. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are... And there's this big, long list of things that I encourage you to go ahead and read because it really talks about all of these things of the flesh, like sexual immorality, sensuality, idolatry, drunkenness, envy, and all of these things that Paul is really encouraging us to stay away from and to not, um, not live our lives like. If we have these characteristics in our lives, we are not following what Jesus would have us to follow. Um and Paul, you know, says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, but the fruit of the spirit, these are the things that we should see as more and more of as we become more and more like Jesus. 
um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and being one another. So this whole passage, it's, it's awesome because it talks about things we should be eliminating from our life and things we should be leaning into in our life. So I really encourage you, if you know, if you don't have a Bible, just Google. You can read this passage online, this Galatians 5, 16 to 26. Um, read it for yourself. Read it in a couple different versions. This I'm reading from ESV, um, just to see, you know, the different nuances from the scriptures. But the fruit of the Spirit truly is um, the Holy Spirit's work. If we try to do this in our own strength, we will never be successful. You know, if we try to be kinder and more loving and more gentle, those kinds of things are go against our natural nature. But if we ask the Holy Spirit to help us, he will um, make us and mold us in, you know, just like just like clay, cutting away the things that are not of God and grafting in the things that are so that we can become more and more like Jesus. Now, here's the thing. If we straight up tell the Holy Spirit hands off, you know, God is a gentleman. He is going to hands off. He is going to back off and say, okay, when you're ready to continue working and becoming more and more like Jesus, the sanctification process, then let me know. And when we say, all right, let's do this, then he's going to chisel away things from our lives. And that is going to be painful. Let me tell you, or he's going to be pulling things out of your life. And that is going to be painful because we're going to have to let go of the things that we've become accustomed to. And we're going to have to let God implant us in us these fruits of the spirit. So I just want to talk about each one of these very briefly. These characteristics, each one of these, when you look at them in the Greek, are nouns. Now, why is that important? Because oftentimes we think of these things as things we do, as opposed to things we become, things we can own, things we can hang our hat on at the end of the day, that we have love, we possess love. And love here is the word agape in the Greek. And that is just this love um, that is a selfless, unconditional, sacrificial love, something that is a love for all people, um, even the unlovely people. You know, scripture tells us it's easy to love a friend, but it's harder to love an enemy. So loving everyone that we come into contact with, no matter what. Now, it doesn't mean that we might, we don't want to go to dinner with everybody and hang out. And that's fine. But we need to have love for everyone and, and have that unconditional love, no matter what. And we will find ourselves loving people and having compassion towards people that we can never imagine and, and wanting to serve out of that love, whether that is um, a homeless uh, population or people who are struggling in their marriage or people who are just um, you know, struggling with their finances. We have compassion and empathy. And because of that love within us, we are going to want to serve out of these fruits. We are going to want to serve and be in the hands and feet of Jesus. The second one is joy. And really, you guys, this is just a deep-seated joy. Um, we rejoice out of our salvation that we know that we are going to be in heaven with God for eternity because we've accepted Jesus as Lord of our life. This is very different than being happy because we have a new puppy or happy because we have ice cream. But really just this deep-seated sense of joy, even when things are a struggle, even when we're going through challenges and trials, and even when life is just 
Ugh. You know, we still can have joy because of our salvation in Jesus. Peace is another thing we can have. We are no longer God's enemy. We are no longer at odds with him trying to do our own thing. We are now accepting of God's path. Um, and we are at peace because we, um, Jesus has paid the price. So now we can, with confidence and with freedom, go into God's presence and, and, and be able to worship him and thank him and seek him for um, all of our needs because he is our provider. But we have that sense of peace because we are now in harmony with God instead of in dis disharmony with God. Um, so that peace, patience. You know, it's one of those funny things people always say, oh, don't ask for patience. God will, you know, encourage you to grow in that area. But really, the patience of following God's plan, knowing that his timing is perfect, knowing that his pathway is perfect, no longer um, trying to encourage God to follow your pathway and your timing. I mean, we are we live in such a culture that we stand at the microwave and we're like, this thing is too slow, Right. So sometimes we're like, God, why aren't you moving? Why didn't you do this yesterday? But God's timing is perfect. And having that patience, owning that patience, knowing that God's timing is perfect, knowing that God's path is perfect, that we can just sit and we can relax and have patience in him, in that knowledge. The next one is kindness. And this is just showing that goodness, that generosity, that sympathy towards others, having empathy towards their situation, just that kindness that when, even when people are rude and hateful and just, you know, just, okay, have a great day, not in a smart, snarky kind of way, but truly a, oh my goodness, maybe they're having a terrible day or, oh my goodness, they need Jesus. You know, I just need to be kind to them because maybe down the line, they'll be like, okay, that person was strangely nice to me when I was terrible to them. Um, and that's because we've got Jesus in our hearts and we've got the Holy Spirit working on us. So being kind in every situation, even when people are not returning that kindness and goodness, you know, working for the benefit of others, not for yourself, always looking out for the other person, always trying to help out as needed. Always, you know, how can I how can I help others even when they don't ask for it? How can I? Um, you know, come up with ideas on how to just be good towards the general population or, you know, different people in your life who God has placed there. How can I just step out and be good um, to them, for them, on their behalf? Faithfulness. This is huge. Consistently doing what you say you will do. As Christians, we need to, our word, our reputation is everything. Right. Because if, if we say we're going to do something, we need to do it. And if not, then that reflects poorly on our character. And as Christians, our character and, and, and our and what we do speaks a lot. You know, it's that whole um, actions speak louder than words. It's one thing to say you're going to do something. It's another to actually do it. It's one thing to say you're a Christian. It's another to actually live out a Christian lifestyle. People are watching. People are seeing if you're doing what you're saying you are going to do, if you're acting the way that, you know, Christians are supposed to act. But then also, you know, when we mess up, asking for forgiveness and, and, and try to reconcile those situations, because that is definitely against our culture. Um, but being more and more like Jesus, being faithful in what we say we're going to do. 
being gentle, gentleness. I always think of the whole lion and the lamb being the lamb so that one, we find peace in Jesus, but two, others can find peace in us. We can encourage others. We can strengthen others. Um, you know, just, just being that gentle um, encourager, uh, being that gentle sounding board when someone needs it, giving someone the gift of time, really listening, being encourager, maybe keeping people accountable, but all with gentleness and just loving others, um, helping others, strengthening them in their own walk. And then self-control is the last one here. This discipline that is given to us by the Holy Spirit, allowing us to resist the, um, the power of the flesh, the encouragement of the flesh. And, and what I mean by that are all these other things that this passage speaks to, um, things of the flesh, impurity, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, all of these things that scripture says we need to be walking away from self-control, this gift of the Holy Spirit helps us to walk away from those things, helps us to let go of these things so that we can live in the fruits of the Spirit. And then this passage says, against such thing, there is no law, which is worded weirdly. Like we don't talk like that. And basically this is saying that um, there is no law that speaks against the fruit. So when we look at the Old Testament, it, there's nothing that speaks against these fruits. So in a weird way, it's saying that when we show these fruits, we are actually fulfilling the law um, from the Old Testament because we are showing love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We are fulfilling the law um, because we are showing what Jesus would have us to show um, out in the world today. So with that, you guys, I would love to hear which one of these is your favorite. You're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm owning loving my neighbor. I am owning loving my community. Um, but then I'd also like to know which one you struggle the most with. Is it patience? Is it faithfulness? Is it that self-control piece? I would love to hear that. So definitely comment below what your favorite one is that you truly have ownership over. And which one is, is kind of a struggle for you? I would love to hear that too. And if you'd rather shoot me a message, that's fine. Um, but I, I would love to be praying with you on this as you are continuing to grow and be more and more like Jesus every day. So with that, you guys, I look forward to continuing this um, series over the next several weeks as we look at what it is we need to be doing, we need to be showing to be more and more like Jesus every day. And that is my prayer for myself. And that is my prayer for you. So have a great rest of your evening. I look forward to chatting with you soon.